It was good. Did it work out? You no, know, it was really hard to eat because, like, at that point, I was only like two days off of. Oh yeah. I think I'm probably still like yellow. Uh, I can't tell. You look mostly red to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like two days off getting this done, and they had to like break the tooth in three. Oh god. And man, they were putting pressure down on my chin, like down. Which is like a neck crank. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like going to dislocate. Like, dude, I, I closed my eyes and I, I swear to God, I was like, okay, any minute this thing's just going to pop. Yeah. But it didn't. So what happened was you tapped and then the dentist jumped over the rail and then started yeah. beating on your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you, you know what happened. I did. I saw, yeah, I was at that wedding on Saturday, but I came home and, um, and, I, and I saw, well, I didn't come home. I was at my parents' house. I went, I went back and I was watching it on my phone. It was wild. Wait, you were at a wedding? Mm-hmm. On Saturday. I was at a wedding also on Saturday. Yeah, I know. We talked about this. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... You all doped up. <laughs> yeah. I was really messed up. I was so angry at, that, at the fights, though, just because, like, I don't know. Like, if I... I the street fights are cool if you want to, like, watch them on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But, I didn't pay like a whole bunch of money to watch Street Fight happen. Yeah, you know, that's like a real like uh that's a problem, right? Yeah. Like people who are really into that, that's like really out of line. Like that's like that's some like trashy shit that that guy did. It's like Mike Tyson biting yeah. Evander Holyfield here. And here's the thing is like I'm like angry at that fighter, but I wanted him to win. Yeah. He won, but, right, too. He killed yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it kind was of. really embarrassing. Which is kind of good because he kind of like needs to be chopped down every now and again. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But he's always very humble, at least when he loses, he, right? Yeah, he is. But then he just like comes right back and he just starts talking shit like crazy. Yeah. He's a maniac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, that's a that's another thing. It's like during the fight, I guess he was saying they like cut it up and you can hear him say like in between rounds that Khabib is very upset. Yeah. And Conor McGregor said, it's just business. I just like read, was trying to calm. I down. just read that today. Yeah, I just read that yeah. today, which is really interesting. Yeah, because his cornerman was yelling. His jujitsu coach was yelling at the Khabib. Yeah, and Khabib was getting angry, and Connor was like, "Yo, man, it's just business." Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, right. Well, he like he definitely crosses the line with stuff that he says. Yeah, like when he was doing the um, the what do you call it? Uh, what's his face? The boxing thing with the. Floyd Mayweather. With Mayweather. And they were doing that like hype up thing in front of that huge crowd. McGregor was saying some awful shit. Yeah. Like, how come he can get away with that? You know, I was talking to my friend about that at the wedding. And I was just like, because he's, he's really into UFC. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was watching that and I was like, you can't get away with that. Like, they have to be friends. Like, I feel like they were friends. You know what I mean? It's almost like the, the 50 Cent Mayweather argument. Yeah, like they they hate each other, but they actually don't. Yeah, like it seemed like it was all a show, like and they knew it was yeah. a show, and they just that's why they could push the envelope so far because they knew it was fake. And does that make you a little angry? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, yes, because I understand the business aspect of the things and having to put on a show, and they're yeah. very both of those guys are very good at it. Yeah, but on the other end, it's just like. It's like, oh God, like, does everything have to be fucking a play? You know, that's what I'm I'm saying. And just like call it a day, you know? Why do you have to make like a hundred million? I mean, I I get it. Someone's going to give me a hundred million. I'm taking it. I'll do whatever I got to do for a hundred (laughs) million. 
yeah. yeah, but it's still a little bit frustrating because because it's not WWE. It's the, it takes the purity out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, the purity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it, cha- it changes it. It changes it from from a sport to a show, which is why they're making all the money to begin with. But that's not what the people who are into the sport are looking for. Yeah, but I mean, if they if they had some like, if they just looked at the like look at boxing because that's what boxing did. Yeah. And I guess boxing's probably not hurting right now, considering yeah how much money they've made. Yeah, but nobody watches boxing anymore. No, no, because UFC is just like what? What was that? This yeah. is better. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is better for sure. It's definitely more exciting to watch. Yeah. Although I'm, I don't really care either way about either one of them. You don't like them at all. I don't give a shit. You I do I, kickboxing and stuff. Correct. Yeah, but I just like I like doing it, but I don't really care for watching it. Like I imagine it's the same way as if I were to play. Like, like I played tennis once, and it was fun, but I don't want to watch tennis. tennis. I love watching tennis as well. How? How how do you even? How? How? I watch like uh, college tennis. Wow, that sounds awful. That's like no, it's it's that's like the last thing I would ever want to watch. No, it's like it's great to watch because it's 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 better than like amateurs. Yeah. But they're not quite pro. So it's like they beat me every single time, but I can watch it and like there's no way I'm gonna watch like uh um Roger Federer play and be like, I'm gonna pull that move next next time I'm playing tennis. Do you play Do tennis? You know I mean? Are you a tennis yeah. player? Well, I, I play like recreationally. You with but you play tennis. Yeah. I don't play yeah. tennis. I played tennis one time. And you didn't enjoy it. It was fun enough, but not enough to like go back. I feel like you'd be good at tennis based on baseball. I am excellent at um, badminton. <laughs> like the little birdie? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so good at it. <laughs> but like it's so slow. Not when, you, not when you're shooting rockets across the net. <laughs> not when you're shooting rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot that goddamn birdie so hard that it'll fucking go through the back of your skull. <laughs> I feel like that's something like we did in school. Like you try to hit each other with. The Absolutely, dude. You yeah. want to. You want to embarrass your opponent. You want to. There's nothing worse than rocketing a birdie straight to your opponent's face. <laughs> dude, when I was in high school, I hit, used to hit the birdie so hard, it would drop. Do you get in trouble for that? Hell no. The gym no? teacher's like, "Good effort." <laughs> really? Yeah. Um. You want to jump into it? Yes. No intro needed. No intro needed except to say that this is episode eight yeah. of The Nose Knows. So Brent, let's discuss. Um, I've had a lot of emails and direct messages and um, mail bombs sent to my house about <laughs> why, we didn't, why we didn't have an episode on Monday. Why, did you get a lot of shit? I did. Why, why was that? What, what happened this weekend in uh, Canada? This weekend. This week, this weekend in Canada, <laughs> so I got my wisdom teeth out on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Excuses. And yeah. what else? And then I had to drive to a wedding. And then what else? It was, uh, man, what did I tell you? Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh, Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's correct. I'm like, man, what did I lie about this time? <laughs> first of all, first of all, you're not the only person in Canada that I work with. Um, our web guys are in Canada too, um, and they 
also were away for Canadian Thanksgiving, which I also didn't realize. And for some reason, there was more than three people not answering emails for like four (laughs) days in a row. And I couldn't figure out why until I realized Canadian Thanksgiving reared its ugly head yet again. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even care about it because I I had a hard time eating. Yeah, right, right, right. Now, why why did you have to get your wisdom teeth out? Um, weak. I just, I was probably, yeah, weak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was supposed to get them out like 10 years ago, to be honest. Right. Uh, I just never did. When you were three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that now they're like essentially, which is crazy. And I guess this is pretty common because both my, my hairdresser and two people that I work with are also getting their wisdom teeth out this month. So it's contagious which, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> Essentially, they were just like rotting in my mouth. Oh, but you don't know. That's nice. It, like, th- actually, the morning that I went in, a, a chunk of my tooth broke off when I was brushing my teeth. Wow. Yeah, and I know, like, there's no pain or anything associated with it. So now, can I go back to something a little bit more disturbing about this story? Yeah. Uh, tell me about your hairdresser. Yeah, so uh, what do we, you go? You go, you go into like one of those old fashioned like nineteen fifties like beauty parlors, and they put like the big dome thing on your head, and you just like talk gossip <laughs> with the rest of the uh, with the rest of the interns. <laughs> it was a bad choice of words. I mean, he's a barber, but it's like a hairdresser. It's a it's a women's salon in the front, and then in the back around the corner, they got three barbers. Ah, it's an all in one type of deal. Yeah, so all, right. All, all right, all right. That's all we got here. <laughs> It's the only one in all of Canada. No, they need to make their money, man. <laughs> all right. I can't argue that. Everybody's got to make some money. I'm down with that. Yeah. And I was telling him about it and I was pretty like, you know, you feel disgusting after you go to the dentist and they tell you something like that because you brush your teeth, but yeah. And they're just like, you're you rotting from the inside out. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'm disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I'm telling my, my barber that and. I'm kind of just like talking down because I'm like, I don't know, does my mouth stink or something like that? Like rot. <laughs> Can bones and, stink though? Like if your teeth, like if a bone is rotting, does it stink? I don't think so. I don't honest. think bone stinks. I feel like you would know if bone stinks. I mean, I've seen my fair share of rotting carcasses. <laughs> and it's not the bone that stinks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just, I don't know. It's in your mouth. You hear rot. You you think that's you pick up a rotting carcass and start separating the flesh from the bone, and then sniff each one. You'll know which one is stinking. Yeah, that's true. You know what? You're absolutely right. It didn't stink, but it was a was a. I don't know. It's just this feeling that you feel like you're disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just you're imagine right. like a like a um, like a grindhouse style like. Uh, like blisters and stuff on your tongue and shit like that. Like Ren and Stimpy Zoom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like flies flying around my teeth. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> um, so wait, so you were wisdom toothless now? I'm completely wisdom toothless. So where? So did you like forget math? <laughs> Dude, like, wait, and you, you don't have any wisdom teeth? Uh, I think I have all my wisdom teeth, which is why I'm smart. No, man, you got – no. I think I no do. No, I think I do. I've never had wisdom they, teeth. They all solid straight. Yeah, some people just don't have them though. No, I know that. That's like a genetic thing or not even a genetic thing, an evolutionary thing from what I understand. Like that their great-great-grandparents got them ripped out and 
so on, so on, so on. No, I think it's um, I think you just don't need them. And I think I, mean, I think definitely don't. Yeah, no, I think some people just evolve to not need wisdom teeth. So you're slightly more evolved than I am. I like to think so. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I was that evolved because getting your wisdom teeth out sucks. I don't know if I have wisdom teeth. I think I have wisdom teeth. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't ask. I, I knock on wood. I don't have any cavities either. So I don't really know. When I go to the dentist, it's kind of like an in and out type of deal. They just clean them. They're just yeah. like, hey, you're good. See you later. Now, how often do you go to the dentist? Uh, not as often as I should. That's for no, sure. No, man. You got some pearly whites. Yeah, I'm not bad. Yeah. My wife you yells at me fun. all the time, though. She goes She goes way more often. She goes like, how are you she supposed does. to go? Yeah, she goes like every six months or every two weeks or whatever it is you're supposed to go. <laughs> Well, I mean, so you're aware how cheap our healthcare system is. Yes. I'm aware how cheap every healthcare system is besides America because I pay yeah. a friggin' nose. Yeah. 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 And here, I mean, I have, I know people that are like, oh, I haven't gone to the dentist in six years because I didn't have coverage. I mean, I don't have but dental coverage. coverage. I just pay for the dentist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what's it like to go get your teeth cleaned? I don't know. It's like Can't 150 like- bucks or something like that. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, it's probably not that big of a deal, right? 20 bucks? 50 well, bucks? When, it, when you like think about how expensive everything else is, man, I'll take $150 over like a $4,000 x-ray. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. For me to just get two two teeth out was like, it would have been if I didn't have coverage, $1,200. Yeah, right. And then I'm talking, it was like a three-minute procedure. Yeah. What do they, they just like tie like a rope around your tooth and then like tie it to like the antlers of a, of a moose. <laughs> and then, and then some guy in a red coat smacks the moose's ass and he yeah. runs. <laughs> That's literally, it's like exactly what happened. I think the, the freezing took longer. Oh it's yeah. It's pretty crazy. You just sit there and you wait, right? Yeah. yeah and it's... then all of a sudden your chin feels like giant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was up into my eyelids. Jeez. Like I, yeah, I could feel like my eyelids. Start getting droopy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a good story. My wife, um, I think my wife got her wisdom teeth out a couple of years ago, and she got all she got all also doped not up. Evolved. Yeah, what did you say? Also not evolved. Yeah, no, not evolved. Sorry, <laughs> I'm the most evolved creature in this house. Um, yeah. The uh, she got she got real doped up, like really bad. And so they, so I'm wait, I'm out in the waiting room and, and, you know, like they, they come out and get me, they go, oh, she's just, she's done. She's just, you know, she's just sitting, you know, just kind of waking up or whatever. And I go in there and she's looking at me and she's real surly and like real doped up, you know, she's like, <laughs> like that, you know, her mouth is all swollen and everything. And she looks, <laughs> it's the funniest shit in the world. I tell you, man, like my wife doesn't take shit from anybody. This is what she does. She gets her wisdom teeth out. She looks at me. And I go, oh, hey, how you feeling? How you doing? So she looks at me and she does like the come here thing with her finger. Like, come here, come here. <laughs> so I get closer and she looks at me and she goes, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Why though? Right, take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. Because of the drugs. No, just because I think like the drugs like opened it up for her. and She was just like, honesty time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. Looking at me like that, let me punch you. That's funny. So if you had to get your wisdom teeth out, if you had them, yeah, yeah. would you take the drugs or? Yes, I would. Um, because I don't like, I don't like people fishing around in my mouth. 
<laughs> and I don't want to know about it. <laughs> yeah, but from a control standpoint, like control. You have somebody. Well, so I just took freezing. That's all I got. Okay. And it sucks, but it's like, like you can go home, you do whatever you want, and you're not knocked out for like two days or three days. Yeah, really. So they ju- they freeze them, they take it out. You go home, you don't feel anything. Um, does it? They have- gave me like T T threes or whatever. I didn't take them just because like I'm even kind of I'm weirded out like taking like anything. I, yeah, I don't like to, I don't like to take drugs. Period. I don't I don't like take Tylenol or Advil or anything either. No, it, it freaks me out taking. It doesn't freak me out. It's like it's this. I just don't like being drowsy and it's because of something I took. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. You don't like to roofie yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I walked out of there like Aaron, my, my girlfriend, Aaron, uh, picked me up mm-hmm. and the, like the first two that I got out and I walked out to the car and I was like, man, you didn't even have to drive me. Like that was fucking easy. I was in and out in like five minutes. Really? Yeah. I'm like perfectly fine. Yeah. 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 And I got home and like, the freezing went down yeah and i felt like such a fucking idiot because it literally just like put me up for like a day and a half really so yeah yeah that's i mean that doesn't sound fun i don't want to do any of that yeah <laughs> there was one time there was one time i had a a thing with my eyes i thought my eyes were breaking so i went to, <laughs> went to the eye doctor and they did all these tests and they blew up my pupils and everything and then I was, you know, like, I walk out of there. I'm like, all right, time to go. Let's drive. And my wife is like, no, you're not driving because I got like these big giant eyeballs that are just like black, you know? I'm like, ready to go. <laughs> like a vampire. Yeah. I could just like, like just sitting there, like driving with my head plastered to the back of the seat of the car with my eyes big and black, just like doing like 120 miles an hour weaving in between cars, <laughs> like just like narrowly escaping death. <laughs> So your eyes were fine, though. Apparently, they were fine. I don't know. I don't know. Like what happened was, I was, I, I was like brushing my teeth, ironically enough, uh, and I kind of like glanced to the side and I saw like black spots, and I was like, oh, that can't be good. Um, so I went to I went to this like a specialist, and they were just like, what you're probably doing is like seeing this weird little blind spot that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, right? that spot. Yeah, she was just like, "You're seeing the blind spot," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's weird." She's like, "It's okay." She's like, "It's just weird." Like, you know, that's just a weird thing to happen. She's like, "If it happens again, like, because she, she did all the tests and everything like that, and I like, went back a couple times." She's like, "I think you're just seeing a blind spot." So I was like, okay. "How amazing is it? That there's that blind spot that your brain just paints it in." Yeah, it's just gone. There's just nothing yeah. there. But it's literally like, it's. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like a black hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. My brain was like, eh, you could use a break. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> you broke yourself. I broke it. It was, yeah, it was done. Um, so uh, we got a message. Yes. So he wrote in and said, okay, I have a problem with Brent not knowing who Gary Busey is. Mm. This could also be a sign of my age, but still it's 2018. Yeah. I mean, well, to be fair on your side, 2018 Gary Busey doesn't really mean anything. So I was going to say I did some research. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you got? I was like, okay, I know this guy. Yeah. Guy looks like he eats carrots. Yeah, I'm sure he eats carrots. Yeah. <laughs> He's got healthy chompers. Also, yeah, dude. Apparently, 2004, this dude was in a motorcycle accident. Right. Yeah. He's not doing so good. No? 2004 Terrifying. was 14 years ago. I've seen him since then. He seemed fine. 
No, I, I apparently his uh, the brain damage. He's got really brain lost. damage. Is that true? I mean, I'd have to assume, right? He smashed his head on a curb. Uh, I've seen people go through head trauma and not have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like almost any time ever somebody's like hit their head, yeah, there's been like a noticeable difference in 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 them. I was hit in the in the back of the head with a, an aluminum baseball bat. How hard? Hard enough. Like concussion wise? Mm, no, I I don't think I had a concussion actually. So maybe not. But I was well, still like hitting the head with a bat. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely probably probably done something. Yeah, no, I'd say it's probably has a lot to do with a lot of things actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like more impulsive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to hear a crazy story about when I did get a concussion? Yeah. I was in fifth grade, and one night I had a dream that I was playing kickball. So when we were kids, we had this – we called it kickball, but it wasn't kickball like people know. It was um, – we had a, we had this field outside the back of the school. One side had a fence, and the other side was just like the street. And uh, there would just be like – all the kids from the grade would like line up, so we'd get like – I don't know, maybe not all the kids, but like a good handful. We'd have like 30 kids on one side and 30 kids on the other side. And we'd have a couple of balls. And then we would just kick them back and forth. And if they went past us and like one of them hit the fence or one of them went in the street, you scored a point. So we used to call it kickball. Um, So I had this dream one night that I was playing kickball and um, I was diving to block it from hitting the fence. And some some kid hit me in the head with his knee. And I saw red and yellow lights flashing. And I woke up. I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. You got a concussion in your dream? That's what I th- – well, th- I had this dream, right? About a week later, I'm playing kickball. And the ball gets kicked, and I dive for it. And a kid comes running, and he hits me in the head with his knee. And I see red and yellow lights flashing. And I go to the doctor, and I had a concussion, the whole thing. And my brain, my dream predicted it happening. And I am not, or did it I'm not shitting you. This is a real thing that happened. No, I believe you, but I just wonder, I wonder if you, if you experienced it and then put it back, you know what I mean? As a memory. No, no, because as soon as it happened, I was like, I literally had a dream about this like a week ago. I stood up and said that as a 10 year old, I was like, I dreamt about this. That's fucked up. Man. Yeah. It's crazy, right? You, did, you had a concussion. Well, and what was that? You got a concussion. I got a concussion. That. Yeah, straight up concussion. The doctor was like, don't let him sleep or swallow his tongue. God damn. Yeah. Did they say that? Don't swallow your yeah, tongue? Yeah, maybe. You know doctors. <laughs> I feel like I can't remember. I remember the dream. I don't remember, I don't remember so much said. about that. There's something about that. You know, I don't know. God damn, man. Yeah. And then I see um, a note here that says, Canadians speak out against Brent. Yeah, so so that's another thing, too. There's been uh, a, lot of, so a lot of Canadians writing in, not happy with you, not happy. They Most of them saying, you know, Brent is not a rep- representation of us as Canadians. We do know and appreciate Jurassic Park and <laughs> mostly things like that. Well, here's what I'll have to say. Yeah. I'm not very patriotic. That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you're Canadian, I like when if you live in America, right? And if you got a problem with the country and you're like America is a pain in the ass and blah 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 whatever. 
people will say, well, leave. You don't have to stay here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're Canadian and you say, I got a problem with Canada, this and that, I feel like Canadians will be like, well, you got a right to your opinion, eh? Is that accurate? <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, like I, I get – it kind of depends though because I complain about the city that I live in a lot because we have nothing. Right. But we're also like two hours away from something that has everything. Okay. Like a city that has everything. Yeah. I would imagine that you live in like a place like New York or something. You live outside of New York. It probably takes you two hours to get to certain places that you'd like to be at anyways. Um, only because of traffic. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I could, I could sit in, I could sit in traffic on, in a car or on a train for two hours. There's train traffic too. Yeah. So in that sense, like, should I really complain? Cause in two hours I can get to somewhere that, that has restaurants that I want to eat at. I mean, two hours kind of sucks. Cause I imagine in Canada you drive in two hours with no traffic, right? Yeah. Like that's a trip. Like if there's no traffic, I I'm in there in like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's true. Also, you're sitting in traffic. I don't necessarily hate sitting in traffic. Uh, not me really either. I mean, I grew up in Long Island. All there is is traffic. Yeah, so you're like, used to it. I'm used to it. Like five miles takes 50 minutes. You know, like I, whatever. It's easy if I run. <laughs> yeah. No, I I feel like I just like listen to podcasts or I look at my phone. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like it now um, because yeah. I feel like traffic and that type of stuff is is a is a forced break from my day. Dude, that's insane that you would say that. Yeah, because I was having a conversation with somebody actually just today about that, which is like, it's that time where it's like, yeah, you're not just like you can sit there and do nothing. Yeah, and no one can tell you like, well, you should have been doing something. Yeah, right. I mean, no one would ever say that to me. Ever. No, but you're hard you're hard enough <laughs> on yourself. Right? Yes. No, I would say that to myself. Yeah, I yeah. would. I would. I would definitely say that to myself. Yeah. So like when you you're man, that's crazy. Yeah. Actually, David Cho, the artist, yes. who's worth like three hundred million dollars, yes. had said that he now I think he, he had, he's gone through with it, has paid somebody to lock him in a room for a month and <laughs> not let him out, bring him food, because he literally doesn't have to produce art anymore. Because, so he's forcing these situations on himself. Yeah, I feel like there's an easier way to go about that. <laughs> when you got that. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying you don't force yourself into situations that you know are good for you, but that you likely won't complete? Uh, mm, I kind of force myself into some situations that I probably don't want to do that I know are good for me. I mean, I definitely do that. Um. The only thing that probably keeps me uh, from not being a total maniac is the fact that I have a daughter that will run into wherever I am and be like, Daddy, come do this, do this, do that. And I'm just like, I'm not going to say no to her, you know? So if I didn't have her, I probably would be a complete and total machine. You know what I mean? Isn't that weird? Because like... Yeah, it's interesting because like I noticed I don't have kids, mm. but I'd say you're one of the only people that I talk to that talks like, is like, I love being a dad because of this. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of people that I talk to are like, say some shit that their kid did that was fucked up yeah. and, and just makes me go like, why would you want to be a parent? And then says, but don't worry, it's great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't have that. I mean, my 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 kid is awesome. Um, she's very mature yeah. for her age, mm-hmm. and she doesn't do she doesn't do weird shit, and she doesn't do things that are like she she doesn't do anything like that. She's like a she's like a, an adult, <laughs> like she does adult things. Like it doesn't. She's yeah. totally fine, you know. Um, she doesn't do anything that's weird. She doesn't do anything that's that's bothersome, you know. She's just like she'll like put on like headphones and listen to music. <laughs> Yeah, do you think that's like because she's a girl? Uh, I feel like girls are probably better when they're younger. Girl, right? girl, yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen friends and stuff that have boys, um, and I and mostly the boys just kind of like run headfirst into walls and stuff and like throw yeah. knives at each other. But like, yeah. I don't remember doing that when I was a kid. Like, we were pretty well behaved. Like me and my brothers, we were pretty well behaved when we were kids. Like, we didn't yeah. do much of that really. Yeah, me, me and my brothers. Neither. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I definitely think in general, girls are probably more mature than boys yeah. for the most part. Just, I mean, yeah. in life. Um, but it's magnified for sure when they're little, when they're like three. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But my daughter's almost six and she just like acts like she's 18 and it's totally fine. Sounds nice. It is. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's just very uh, easy. Super easy. It's like not hard at all. Yeah, I mean the hard Your parents are just like fuck you, John. <laughs> I mean the <laughs> hardest thing about my daughter is that um like she's pretty she's really bright and she'll argue her opinion so in depth and with such detail that it like turns into like we that, like my wife and I will get into an argument with her and we'll forget that she's a child. And we'll just have an argument. We'll just like have a straight up argument for like minutes, like like ten minutes, and then like uh, and then like eventually we'll just be like, oh, hold on a second. I'm the parent here. Go go to your go. Just go. You're done. The argument's over. Like you lose. <laughs> but she she like really states her case and like does a really good job at it. So would you say sometimes she's she's accurate? She's she's correct. She's always correct. She's never wrong. She's like that's like she's never ever wrong. Like whenever she has some, like a lot of times it's like. I'm not going to say that she's wrong because she's not, but it also doesn't mean that she's allowed to do what she's saying that she wants to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. sometimes just got, I just got to shut it down, but she has a reason and a rationale for every single thing that she says. So she's, 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 a, she's intense. Yeah. She's intense. Yeah. Yeah. John Jr. Yeah. My wife says she's just like me. She is. She re- she really, really is. She's a loud mouth. <laughs> she goes. I, I, I said to her. I said to her the other day because she was drawing a picture, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so good!" Because she's a really good artist. She's really good. Yeah. She's an amazing singer. Like she's ex- extraordinarily skilled. And I'm not just saying that because she's my daughter. Like I, I'm like, where the, where, how did you learn how to do that? You know? Yeah. And I said to her, I go, um, I go, oh my god, that's such a great drawing. I said, I can't wait till you're till uh, till you get a little bit older and you can work for me. And she goes, no, no, daddy. She goes, I'm not working for you. I'm working with you. And I was like, oh, bravo. Oh, yeah, you told me that. And I was like, I feel like an idiot. Because <laughs> I messaged you not like, a, like a long time ago. And I was like, I want to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> and your five-year-old smarter than me. You jumped over you already. Yeah. <laughs> she leapfrogged your ass. Like, wait, that was an option? <laughs> um. So I guess you you to wrap this all up yeah. back to 
the very beginning, you think Canadians are speaking out against me. It seems like it. It seems like Canadians. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your prime minister feels about this whole thing, but I'm sure it's gotten Fuck back to guy. him already. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's friends with your president, man. Oh, God. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, person wrote in. Yeah. I really thought Brent the intern had bad taste in movies because of Jurassic Park. De- oh, because of the Jurassic Park debacle. Mm. But I almost threw my phone across the room when John said he didn't like Lord of the Rings. Mm. Now I can't trust anything either of these guys say about <laughs> movies. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this person has wisdom teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, here we go. I'm putting this to bed right now. Lord of the Rings, yeah. boring. Jurassic Park, awesome. Done. That's it. I'll give you this. <laughs> I put Lord of the Rings like on this pedestal just because of reading it in like grade four. Yeah. I mean, and that's what a lot of people said when they read those books. And then the movies came out and people all across the world fell asleep at the same time. You know what? I went back and tried to read The Hobbit. Yeah. Like recently. Yeah. Trash. Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah, Total it's, garbage. It's garbage. You know what's better? What you know what's better than watching Lord of the Rings? Listening to Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think I think like most of their songs are about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> so okay, is that a good compromise for everybody? We 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 enjoy Led Zeppelin. Yes, Led Zeppelin. You can't hate Led Zeppelin. They had to get somewhere, right? <laughs> from those, inf- yeah, they were influenced by Lord of the Rings. That's it. That's it. They would they would steal music from lesser musicians, and then they would put blues music. Yeah, and then musicians. they would put lyrics about Lord of the Rings to it, and they would become superstars. Isn't that insane, dude? But everyone's happy about it. No one's complaining. There's like two people on YouTube that have a problem with it, and that's it. Also, like, wasn't you know Robert Plant? Yeah, wasn't he like 16? Uh, I don't know. Was he? I don't know. I don't know too much about Robert Plant. I know who he is. I never met him. We didn't meet Robert. I never met him. We didn't hang out or anything. I spent most of my time with Gary Busey. <laughs> just as he said that, I opened a tab on my computer just seen a picture of Gary Busey. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. You sent me that story about Gary Busey on the motorcycle, and I just yeah. see google.ca, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not opening that. I'm not opening a Canadian <laughs> Google link. <laughs> you know how weird it is for me like to send a google.ca, and for like, like you go amazon.com, I go google, uh, amazon.ca. Yeah, that's so Honestly. annoying. So people will post like products. Like, get it at Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shortened link. It's like, I want to support them because I know they're getting a kickback for me clicking through that link. Right, right. I'm not not buying off Amazon.com. No, you're you're an Amazon.ca or bust kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Dude, but what about like all the times like when people post links and they're just like, oh, get this from like Amazon.co.uk or something. And you're like, sick. I'm going to buy that. And then you go to it and then you change it to like .ca or .com and it's not on there. You're like, oh, get out of here with this. Yeah, this. there's another reason to hate Canada. Our Netflix sucks. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've heard about that. Licensing. Yeah, you can't get anything on your Netflix, right? You just have like, I mean, I mean, you just have like every season of Kids in the Hall and that's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It could be worse. We're, wait, we're waiting on that Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's stupid. <laughs> 
What do you think of the intro to Saved by the Bell? Uh, what is it? When I wake up in the morning? Is that how it goes? When I wake up in the morning, right? Is that is it? It's oh, all right. I'm saved by the bell. <laughs> I think that's interesting that you'd go to music and I'm talking about like visually. Oh no, because the music is what I remember. Like what? What? I don't remember visually what it was. Probably because I was alive during that era and all the visuals were very normal to me. Yeah. This, yeah. The theme song I remember though. Let's see. That's crazy. It was always like this is your time period. Yeah, there was always like sick guitar solos and shows like that. Now, hold on, check this out. There was a show that used to be on Nickelodeon um, around the same time called Welcome Freshman, and it was like kind of like a low grade Saved by the Bell, but I think I liked it better, and it definitely had like a metal guitar solo as the as the theme song. Sort. So now what what was this show called? It was called Welcome Freshman. It was ultra 90s. And uh, do you know where that was shot? Probably Canada. No, I'm dead serious. I think it was shot. I mean, Canada. all those things were shot in Canada. Like uh, You Can't Do That on Television was shot in Canada, starring Alanis Morissette from Canada, Canada's most, <laughs> most cherished export. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys don't like Ryan Gosling? Oh, oh! Did we we talked about Ryan Gosling already, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, he has like a fake New York accent. Yeah. He's a yeah. Chump. No, I can't. Chump. <laughs> yeah, man, you ruined him for me. I'm like, shut this fucker up. He's not from New York. Fake ass accent. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, in school, my print production teacher uh, was a graphic designer on the show. Welcome freshman. Really. Yeah, it made like a cereal box. Get out of here. Like for the oh, yeah. I didn't think you were going to know what Welcome Freshman was. I'm pleasantly surprised. I, man, I just learned about it like six years ago. Uh, I take back all the bad things I said about you last week. No, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everything before that remains, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Do yourself a favor and just watch the intro of Welcome Freshman. Cause that is right now you want me? Yeah, let's watch it. Wait, let's watch it. Oh, it's like it's actually like kind of. Oh, listen to that guitar. You hear that guitar and the lettering and the icons behind it. Yeah, dude, that's insane. Dude, that is this shit rules. It just it just rules. I'm not even like not even like ironically. This shit just rules. Dude, featuring. Yeah. Yo, everyone needs to watch this and just bask in its glory because this is what the world wants to be right now. No, it's a, this is accurate. Yeah, yeah. And then it's got that sick guitar part. Like, if this is what the world still was, I'd be okay with it. I feel like this is what's what's coming back, though. Anyways. I wish this music would come back. Uh, Nickelodeon it's Studios. Like, I always wanted to go to Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida. I never went. I did, too. And then, and then you know what? Then you grow up and you realize, like, the industry is just fucked. Yeah. Like the film industry, the animation industry. Yeah. It's just garbage. Yeah. But, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> I mean, I really enjoy designing things for like TV and movies. <laughs> it's really fun. No, absolutely. But I, I guess what I mean is like, you don't want to. <laughs> I don't, I didn't mean to shit. <laughs> I mean, I like all the perks that come along with it. It's really cool to like get scripts ahead of time and to like get all like production artwork and and know things before other people know them. You know, I like that. I guess what I meant was like you don't want to be like an animator working for like Disney. I always now, wanted, I always wanted to be an animator working for yeah. Disney when I was a kid. 
because I thought that was like the pinnacle of being an artist for a living would be an animator yeah. for Disney. Yeah, absolutely. And nothing against Disney. I just don't want to be an animator. I, it's just like, I can't, I can't do it. It's too, it's too much for me. It's too much. It's, I can't, my brain just doesn't work that way. So then what do you think about like how I'm trying to move? Uh, it's good. Really for, hard in that direction. It's good for you. And good for me too, because then I don't have to do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. It's like, and I'm sure you have projects that are like this, but like when we've done like the little bit that we've done, yeah. I can sit there and it's like your brain, it's, I guess it's like sitting in traffic, honestly. Yeah, right. It's just like you kind of don't, I don't know. I, I would, I would think to a certain degree, like you don't need meditation probably because you spend a lot of time already in a similar situation. To meditation. You know, there is, there are modes and stop me if we talked about this already. Cause I feel like maybe we did, but I don't know if we did. I got modes yeah. in which I work, especially during the day or late at night. Right. There mm-hmm. is the brainstorm mode when I have to create. And the best way for me to create is by putting on music loud and just drowning myself in loud music and no communication with anyone. That's how I think. Then I have production mode where if like I'm drawing a font or something like that, where it's already laid out and I'm just tracing and inking, vectorizing, whatever, laying out, Mm -hmm. that's podcast time where my brain just turns off and I can just like listen to something else as I zone out and I just make. Yeah. But those two things cannot cross over. I cannot concept with a podcast on because then I can't think because I'm too busy listening. And I and like I can, I mean I guess I can do um, production shit with music, but it's not enough stimulation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like I need I, I need each one to work independently of one another. Otherwise, I'm not at my maximum efficiency. It's funny because we didn't talk about that exactly, but we talked about um, listening to a song on repeat. Yeah. And I would say in that beginning stage, that's definitely when I listen to something on repeat, like a one minute song for like five hours. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. I could, talk, I could definitely yeah. do that. I've done that a thousand times. There are certain, that's interesting. There are certain songs and stuff too, where it's just like you hear it and there's a part or something that is just like so stuck in your head that you're just like, I, I'm just going to wear this into the ground. Yeah. Man, that's exactly what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. There's just like something about like a part or a melody or something where you're just like, I can't, I can't let this go. I just need to keep hearing it over and over again. I feel like you definitely, like it's interesting when we, when we just brought up like Saved by the Bell and you went to the music. Yeah. That makes, that made you feel, and, and same with. Um, Welcome Freshman. Welcome Freshman. Yeah. You went to the music. Yeah. Music, it's interesting. Music's always been a big part of what I do. Always. Yeah. Just yeah. Just like just like existing as a human, music is a very big part of what I do. But you don't exactly you never want well, I guess that's wrong to say. You have wanted to create music. I have, yeah. I've been in a ton of bands. Yeah. And I've been in bands so. that were like signed to labels and shit. Like I was like serious about music for a long time. Yeah. You know? That's just that was, you know, I'm more serious about design than I am music mm-hmm. but if I had the time and if I had the patience to go through all that I would be still in bands today I want to be in bands I just don't have the time you know yeah 
So what do you what do you think about because because as you've gone down design the design path so hard, I guess is I find that my girlfriend's really big into biology and epidemiology and all that stuff. Right. And obviously I can't even relate to what she's saying when she tells me about something. Right. But in this weird way, it's like, I, I'm not saying I'm smart enough to understand, but because I've picked something that like I obsess over and I spend a lot of time doing, like, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, like for you, it might not be weird, but for me, it's kind of weird. It's like, we're doing a podcast where we're talking about it Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like we're not like, you're definitely never shut off from it. No, never. And so when, when my girlfriend talks about something like that's taken her like five years to learn. Yeah. I guess it's just, you appreciate like something that somebody's worked really hard for. Yes. No, I, I, any, anyone that works hard for something and can speak about that, I appreciate whether I understand it or, or have been in that world or not. Like listening to someone speak passionately about something that they know or care a lot about, I'm cool with. doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like literally anything. I think that I would, I would think that I'm not unique in thinking like when I, when I look at you or when I first met you, thinking that maybe like you weren't as good at typesetting or mm-hmm. like laying a magazine kind of out, like laying, laying those kinds of like compositions out and stuff like that. Mm. And I definitely thought that for, for, I would say a few years because I'd never, does that make sense? You, so you thought I was really bad at stuff is what you're saying. I'm not, not saying bad. I'm just saying like, I think <laughs> I thought, okay, like he never cared about this. He went really hard. Ladies down and gentlemen, path. this has been the nose nose podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will be getting a new intern shortly. <laughs> no, I think it's like, I thought you, you went really big into like, your hand letter yeah. Yeah, 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 and your illustration. And to an extent, like I was just kind of starting out and it was like, right. he must've went really hard down that path. Oh yeah. Without knowing the fact that I was like a traditional graphic designer for so many years before I even touched, like before I even got into like lettering and shit. Yeah. And I yeah. would think that a lot of people think that about you yeah. without realizing. Yeah. People don't know. People don't know because it's <clears throat> when, um, basically what happened was when the lettering trend hit, I was like, well, I've been doing this and I'm, I do this all the time. So I'm going to milk the shit out of this because like other people aren't doing it, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Um, and that's just what I did. And I just went hard. Like when I, when I'm going to, when I put my mind to something, I put my mind to it. I go a thousand percent. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it, it like, sometimes it like boxes you into a corner a little bit, you know, like what happened to me? Like people start, like I'm, I'm, only getting out of the lettering stigma within the past year or two. Yeah. You know, which is like, I've been running a branding studio for years and years and years. And it's just like, people still know me that way. And it's fine that people know me at all, but like, I'm just like, ah, it's not really, you know, that's just literally one thing of what I do. Yeah. No, I think that's like my problem. Definitely looking at you and thinking that, but it's also, it's definitely what a lot of people think. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right, right, right. And I, I, I get that. I mean, uh, they're, you know, they, they just don't know because they see what they see. And, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes, like not everybody sees what I do on a daily basis, you know. Um, I just think that maybe now that the world that we live in is that would be so true to say about a lot of. Oh, absolutely. Artists. Without a doubt. Myself included, though. Yeah. Look at my Instagram. And it's like. I'm, I, like, we talk about this all the time. Like my frustration comes from a lack of fundamental 
skills. I think you know what though. That's what a lot of people. That's that's most people today who are younger designers. That's they all have. Well, not all, but a lot are lacking fundamental skills. Like yeah. every person who's doing lettering, and again, I'm using the word every to mean a lot, not every single person. But yeah. all these people who are doing lettering that are young because they see how popular lettering is and everything, they never studied a day of typography in their life, which is why they have no idea which way the serif goes on, a, on, a, on an S. You know? Yeah. They, it, it's, it's why that they, they don't understand the proper, you know, methods for tracking kerning and letting and you know just kind of all all this shit like there's a reason why you know they'll do lettering and for some reason it just kind of looks a little bit off it's because they don't understand how to make letters like that's a whole thing like i spent years studying typography before i really even got into lettering at all because the only way you can break the rules is if you know the rules you don't know Mm -hmm. the rules you can't break them you know otherwise you're just like doing like random shit and that's what I think a lot of people get caught up in because especially these days when, um, you know, you see things so easily and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do that. I could do that. And you're just like, oh, cool. I'm going to do that. And then people do it, which is great. But they don't even know where the beginning is. So you just jump in in the middle of it. Like you couldn't do that if you were a doctor. You're just like, oh, man, dude, what are you cutting a aneurysm out of that person's head? I want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, and you're just like, right, give me the. I know how to use scissors. I got this. Open that skull up for me. Let me get in there real quick. You know, like you got to learn other shit first. <laughs> yeah. No, and and that, and that might be the thing too. Is like, um, I can't remember who said this, but there's no such thing as like a new invention. Um, it's just people taking old things and then adding to those old things. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's why. That's why when people are just like. Um, <laughs> this one person in creative, in, in this one person in in particular, um, who we who, who we'll constantly hint at for being like a douche. Um, he he was famous in in our in our brief history for saying like, "There's no new ideas," you know, because anyone who anyone who is lazy will say there's no new ideas, and if they get caught ripping someone off, they say there's no new ideas, and the people who get upset about someone ripping their work off they're just like well you should calm down because there's nothing new everything's been done already so i guess that's not what i meant by that no but that's my preface the the flip side of that is that while there may not be new ideas in the way that they're saying it there's always something new developing because a brand new fresh idea is a rare occurrence it, it, for someone to just come up with something completely out of the blue is probably one in a in a gajillion, you know. But what people, I think it's why Apple gets hit so hard with their releases is like their first iPhone that came out yeah. was like holy shit, and now it's like it's pretty hard to have another one of those ideas. But they're just incrementally adding on to like how great their idea was. But what was the iPhone to begin with? It was an iPod that was a phone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, and here's a little a little blow your mind action. When I was in college, years before the iPhone came out, we had a project that was um You invented the iPhone. Yes. It was it was the project was um create a natural extension of an existing product. So like like you could take like Crayola crayons and turn them into Crayola markers. You know what I mean? Like that type yeah. of thing, which already exists. So I took the iPod and I created the iCell and I designed the 
I designed a touchscreen phone with the box and everything. And we could put it up. If I could find it, if I could find it, we'll put it up on nosecast.com. But this was, I want to say maybe 2002, 2003, I designed this. With the iCell? iCell, I called it. Because we called it cell phones. So it was like iCell, like C-E-L-L. So I called it the iCell. And that was, and I was just like, oh, that'd be cool if they made like an iPod, like a phone, right? Mine had a stylus on it, but it was still um, a touch, it was still like a full screen, touch screen type of deal. And then when the iPhone came out, I was like, wait, hold on, whoa, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> Didn't I invent this already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, but you know what? You, you had the stylus with which would not have. No, 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 no. But apparently I'm good enough for like a Samsung, no. (laughs) (laughs) I would have gotten hired by Samsung in a heartbeat. So I got a question then. How'd they they find out about your idea? I don't know. That's a really good question. They got, dude, I've been telling, I'm telling you, I've had like uh, Apple spies following me since I'm like 11 years old. They're like this little motherfucker. He's going to have, he's going to have a winning idea. And when he does, we'll be there to catch it. (laughs) <laughs> jobs we got it we got it yeah i sell you got like steve jobs like sitting out in like a van that just says florist on it with a giant antenna on top <laughs> the i sell hey, yeah it's definitely not as not as nice sounding as the iphone well you gotta take into consideration like back then like people would just like yo call myself like people would say sell, like like it would like I don't know if it was a New York thing or whatever, but people would say like sell, like you would call it your cell, oh, yeah. not your cell phone. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then whenever you heard someone say my mobile device, who was like not from America, you'd be like, that's so weird. Who call it? Who's going to say that? Mobile? My mobile device. Yeah, like I used to hear people say that shit all the time, like from the UK and stuff, or whatever. I'm mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like no one, like I, the thought of like. Like I always thought the term mobile would never take off for like a cell phone. But now it's just like, are you designing for mobile? You know, that's like a very normal thing to say. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although do people even like, is that even like a, like five years ago, it was like, you're designing for mobile. Now it's like, you're designing for some, like something for somebody to consume. It better be. Yes. Well, yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, the word, the word mobile, I think is still very, uh, relevant to, to mm-hmm. that to that you know item world yeah definitely was that the speed round we're not even close to the speed round no we didn't even get no no but the speed the speed round i think we can actually it is actually going to be a lot quicker than uh we can do an extra long podcast because it's fucking yeah weird. yeah 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 no worries yeah. well let's keep going all right uh should we speed round yeah let's do a speed round even though we're, we're, what are we like six hours deep already? Let's do it. This is this is to make up for the fact that we miss Monday. And I'll just preface this by saying sometimes we will miss Monday. Sometimes our schedules just don't work out. Um, but we will always catch up. So fear not, the nose will persist. <laughs> um, are you sure you want to touch on this one? Like, are you still? Are you still heated? Mm, I generally stay heated for a long time. I'm heated so about stuff that happened when I was a kid to this day. <laughs> Dude, I'm Sicilian. I don't forgive and I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Someone made a comment on our post about Meat Smith branding on Instagram. Yeah. They said, I'm not a vegetarian. 
but do we really need another way to sell meat? And then they went and deleted it. Yeah, like what's the point? Like I saw that. So first of all, the the post we put the Meatsmith branding up, and Meatsmith is is um, like a protein bar that's made out of like real beef or whatever. It's very organic, natural. Um, a Canadian brand actually, um, and we did the branding for it, did the packaging and everything, and it was fun. A fun project, whatever. It's a protein bar, not hurting anybody. Maybe cows, no. but other than that, it's not hurting anybody. You know. So it's not unethical. No, I mean, it's food. Food is food. What are you going to do? Right. So, um, and also that's our job is to make things look like something, you know, someone's got a product. So it's, someone's got to make that product look like something. Why not let it be Contino, you know? So this guy didn't want that. No. So we, so we posted up and like, Oh, here's a project that we did. Right. And first of all, it said, the comment, I saw it pop up on my phone. It said, do we really need another way to sell meat? And I went to go look at it. I was like, is this, what is this? Is this a joke? And I go, but it's not there. So I put my phone down. I go about my business. And then it pops up again. And then it says, I'm not a vegetarian, but do we really need another way to sell meat? So this guy was just like, that came off kind of harsh. Let me come back and revise it. <laughs> so I'm not a vegetarian. Yeah. So, so like, I don't know, like, I don't know who to, like, who, who should be offended by this? I feel like everybody. <laughs> Like is he like is he pissed? I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. All that matters is I wrote back. I was just like, well, this is a branding studio. When people come up with new products, it's our job to brand them. You know, like why is that a problem? I said, I think I said something like, why does that even concern you? You know, like what's the difference? If you yeah. like it, fine. If you don't like it, don't look at it. You were pretty angry then. Yeah, I was pissed off because it's just like my job is to make things like look good so that other people buy them. Because when other people buy products, then that company has more money to pay me to do more shit. And if I have more yeah. money, I can feed my family and pay my mortgage and take care of things. You know, I can have a car to drive places with. So I like to make money because it allows me to live. <laughs> Isn't it funny that like uh, some people think, like, look at this asshole wanting to make money. <laughs> <laughs> but then the guy, he goes and deletes it. And they're just like, yeah. well... Did you delete it because you know that was an idiotic comment? Or did you delete it because you got called out and you don't want to like, like look like a fool? I mean, I want to go back and delete the Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you're going to, if you're going to, you got to own up to it, man. You got to own up. I say plenty of stupid shit that I got to own up to. And every time I say something stupid, my wife makes me pay. Yeah. Oh, like here's a good one. Someone wrote in and said that um, America the Beautiful was not sung by Louis Armstrong. It was sung by Ray Charles, which... I knew and you knew, but for some reason we were just yeah. like, I, I don't know how our wires got crossed on that one, but that should happen sometimes. And I read that. I was like, oh my God, did I say Louis Armstrong? <laughs> Even if you like sing it right now in your head, you're like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. But you know what? Hey, I made a mistake. What are you going to do? Like I said the wrong thing. I've been, it's been a huge thing in my life for years and years since the Sandlot came out. Cause that's what I equated to. And yeah. uh, I made a mistake. People make mistakes. Sue me. <laughs> no, don't sue me. Please don't. Lawyer up. Please don't sue me. I don't have any money because no one wants to buy my meat products. <laughs> uh, John, how and when did you meet Benny Gold? Also, when's the next collab? Um, I've never actually met Benny in real life. Um, we've emailed each other a lot over the years. 
Uh, may have talked on the phone once or twice. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I think we did. Um, we know each other for years, though. So Benny Gold used to just be a straight-up graphic designer and then started doing, like, a T-shirt brand or whatever, and now he runs, like, a really awesome clothing company and a shop and everything out in San Francisco. Um, so we've always kind of been, like, you know, like, peers in the industry for a while because when he was doing that it's kind of along along the same lines as when i was doing that with cxxvi and stuff um so it was interesting to kind of have that trajectory of like graphic designer into t-shirt slash clothing company because even though a lot of people were doing it not a lot of people were doing it in the way that we were doing it and then benny got really successful his brand got really successful and took off and then he started doing that full time um we started doing a full-time at CXXVI too, but eventually we stopped and I'm back here now. Um, but we did a couple, we did a couple of collabs and we always talk about doing more. So I'm sure there will be more soon. Um, but, uh, it's, it's not even like, there's anything stopping us. Like he'll always just be like, yo, you want to do something? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Or I'll just be like, we should do something. And he'll be like, yeah, sure. We just have to do it. So yeah. as soon as, as soon as one of us has like an idea that we really want to pull the trigger on, well, it'll it'll come out. It'll be there. Benny's awesome. Totally go check out his shit. He's awesome. Can't say enough nice things about the guy. Don't eyeball me. I got nothing bad to say about him. What do you want? No, I think he's very good. I, I mean, I've only seen videos of him. I like him. You don't know him. I said I've only seen videos. <laughs> Dude, I said I only... <laughs> like I only know video. I've only seen videos of him. Yeah. You don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't John been on? The Adventure and Design Podcast. I don't know. Ask them. Next. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be. Nobody wants me on their podcast anymore. They're just like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, but he that podcast has been around a long time, and they, they, they never asked me to be on it. I don't think they like me. Who runs that podcast? Uh, I think his name is Mark. I'm pretty sure I met him once before, too. He seemed nice. He seemed like he yeah. was being friendly to me, but maybe he really didn't like me. Maybe when I turned around, he was like, that guy's a fucking loser. Yeah. You know? never gonna have and he's been talking podcast. shit behind my back this whole time. Yeah. That's why I'm not on that podcast. Because the guy's like constantly talking shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we uh, starting a podcast beef right now? Podcast wars. Get ready for this. I've never, I've never listened to this podcast ever. Which one? His podcast? His podcast. Me neither. I have to listen to ours like twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to it because he doesn't like me. He talks shit about me, so I don't listen to it. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> I don't know if any of that's true. Well, I thought it was. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Why else would I not it's... be on it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. I'm telling you, it's podcast beef. And not the kind of beef that we can package up nicely and sell to people <laughs> that aren't vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, uh, we should have a competition. What's the competition? The tell me. Tell it's me what's the competition. Uh, we don't care about numbers. Nah. So numbers is stupid. Yeah, we don't care about numbers. We just want people to enjoy and rate and review and subscribe on iTunes yeah. or your preferred method of downloading podcasts. Which is overwhelmingly iTunes for all the people that write in. Yeah, and that's like, hey, why isn't this on SoundCloud? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Leprechaun the movie would be a classic for Brent the Intern? Oh, have you ever seen Leprechaun the movie? No. It's something. Now, something... I'll just tell you I'll just tell you a quick background story. Leprechaun the movie comes out 
it's about this this leprechaun, real life leprechaun. It's kind of a horror movie, chasing this girl around the whole movie, right? Okay, it's kind of a it's kind of a cult classic because of how ridiculous it is. Um, then a few years later, a show comes out called Friends. You ever heard of the show Friends? Yeah, I've heard of it once or twice. <laughs> sure. So one of the one of the actors in it is a is a woman by the name of Jennifer Aniston. Um, turns out Jennifer Aniston is the girl from Leprechaun. So Whoa. yes. So when Leprechaun was out in like in like um, uh, like video rental places. It was just a picture of the Leprechaun on the cover. And then Friends came out, and then they re-released the cover with Jennifer Aniston on the cover. That was just like, Leprechaun, Jennifer Aniston, big. And then like the, like the Leprechaun from the movie is like tiny and in the background. <laughs> but he's the main focus of the movie. Yeah, it's called Leprechaun. It's not called Jennifer Aniston runs away from a little guy with a green hat. <laughs> <laughs> but they try, I think they tried to change it to that after. But yeah, it's ridiculous. And also, uh, there's like Leprechaun in the Hood, which is a classic. Um it's so ridiculous, so ridiculous. And then there might be like this a leprechaun in space too. I think this leprechaun cover with Jennifer Aniston, I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah, 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 yeah. That and that was the new one when they were just like, "Oh, time to bank on friends." Um, I'm not gonna watch it. Eh, you don't have to watch it. I mean, but I will review it. It's fun. You know what? You should watch instead. Instead of watching Leprechaun, what I want you to watch is a little movie called Rumpelstiltskin. Now, Rumpelstiltskin came out in, I think, like 1995. And it had to have been direct-to-video or something because it looks like it was filmed in 1985. It is... I don't really know how a movie like that gets made. It is so bad that I... When we watched it, I was crying on the floor laughing. It's kind of amazing. Here's the thing: is like, do you? Uh, everyone's telling me to watch these movies, and they're like, "Hey, this this movie's a piece of shit. Don't watch this one." <laughs> dude, shitty movies are the best movies. They're the best movies, dude. I'm telling you, Rumpelstiltskin. If anyone hasn't seen, have you ever seen Thanks Killing? Never. Oh, dude, here we go. Good Halloween one? movie night, back to back. Snuggle up with your girlfriend on the couch with a bowl of popcorn and do a double feature Thanksgiving and Rumpelstiltskin. You could thank me later. Is this about a turkey? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's a horror movie about a turkey. Yes, it's amazing. Oh, dude, it's. I, I, I'm not even going to spoil it. I think at the beginning, they're just like, oh, this turkey is from the first Thanksgiving 5,000 years ago. I'm just like, no, not, <laughs> not, not, not accurate. <laughs> Oh, and the turkey like speaks English and is like sounds like he's like an ex-con, oh. and he's just like gobble gobble motherfucker, and it's excellent. <laughs> it's really good. I would I would recommend. Like I legitimately recommend it. It's really funny. Like you you might watch it again soon. I'll definitely watch. It. I've more I've watched it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thanks killing Rumpelstiltskin. I'm telling you, fun fun for the whole family. Watch it. I'm going to watch Thanksgiving first. Okay. Because it's Canadian Thanksgiving, Halloween. so it ties in. It's close to Halloween. And then and then watch Rumpelstiltskin. I'm telling you, dude, Rumpelstiltskin, legit hilarious. But knowing that I have to pay $4 for it, like $3.99. Don't pay for it. Is it? I don't I do not do the torrent, torrent thing. You don't do that? You're not allowed to do that in Canada. They drag you kicking just, and screaming out. And, yeah. And they throw you into a pit. 
That's the one thing about Canada nobody talks about. If you illegally download shit, they throw you into a pit of despair and leave you there. <laughs> you know what? Like, it is true. I know it is. That's why. Just don't do it then. You just pay the $3.99. I'll pay for it for you. How about that? <laughs> I'll buy it for you. Shit, I might even have it. Maybe I'll just send it to you. You're just going to mail me the – you got a VHS? Yeah, I'll mail you the VHS. Just plug it. I'll send you, I'll send you a VCR too. I was going to say, do you still have a VCR? Uh, yeah, I got a VCR in my basement. Shit, I got like two VCRs in my basement. Why? And you have a DVD player, obviously. No, so I, I used to have a DVD player, and then I got rid of it. And then I had to do uh, a movie title, and they gave me a Blu-ray to, to like watch the movie so I could get a feel for it, so then I could design the titles for it. And I didn't have a Blu-ray player or anything that would play a disc anymore. Like, all my machines don't have disk drives anymore. So I had to go to Best Buy and buy a Blu-ray player and throw that shit in. And I was like, I don't remember how to use this. So now I have a Blu-ray player. And for what, I don't really know. I haven't used it for anything besides that one thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't own a DVD player. I don't own a TV. I don't own... That's true. You don't own a television. That's crazy. Yeah. You could, I, I mean, watch everything on my iPad. I mean, you could hook up like an Apple TV or something to a television and watch it on a big screen. Yeah, that's true. That's nice. I mean, yeah, I always feel bad though because like people are always like, "Why don't you just do this?" and and in my and then I like entertain the conversation yeah. just out of like being a polite Canadian, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, "I'm never gonna do this." If you don't need yeah. it, what's the point? I mean, what do you do? You watch like sporting events and shit on an iPad too? Yeah, really. Well, I don't watch sports. Well, uh, sporting events when you watch your like I don't know college tennis and. Yeah, amateur boxing or whatever you're watching, like you watch that on my, oh, my laptop. And your laptop, yeah, yeah. That's like a real like millennial thing to do. I think. I think millennials don't like television. True or false? I think. Yeah, I don't like television. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I thought. You speak for all uh, millennials and Canadians, so I'll take that. I'll take that to heart. Well, in the last few months, though, I've been in hotels quite a bit, like, and and you're like, what I'm is this happy. giant screen? I don't know what this is. For some, it's like it is frustrating to use. Yeah. I do enjoy like this is gonna sound fucked up commercials. What is I just don't I I don't like it's because you don't watch commercials. You don't even know what a commercial is. You didn't grow up with I commercials. Know, it's so weird. You grew up with DVRs and and like and like like binge watching. Yeah. God damn. It's true. Commercials yeah, suck. I, <laughs> it's just weird. It like forces you to pace yourself. If, or yeah, something. Well, know. that's like that's like when like when uh, you know what the worst thing in the world was when I was a kid when there was the Simpsons Who Shot Mr. Burns episode and Mr. Burns gets shot and then I had to wait the whole goddamn summer to find out who shot Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I watched that episode, I watched the next one. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much right after. Dude, the whole summer was yeah. just all commercials about like. The, Buy like Mountain Dew and on the bottom it might say who shot Mr. Burns or like go to McDonald's and like if you eat enough french fries and a sticker on the inside of the thing might say who shot Mr. Burns. I used to get these like, I can't remember if they were chips and they had this little peel thing and you'd peel it and it would say like. That's what I'm saying. It's like a Simpsons brand. You're totally right. Dude, that was the whole point of like having cliffhangers is so they could merchandise it over the summer and then come back and then just like forget about it in the first five minutes of the first episode and then just go back to normal. So it's been happening forever. Yeah. And for me to sit here and complain about like the UFC trying to pull the same. Yeah. Thing. Everything is, yeah, you got to make money somehow. Right. 
Yeah, I just wish people would make it honestly, not not need to make make like, make a whole to do out of it. Spoken <laughs> like a true Canadian. <laughs> no, I just like exponential growth is just stupid. Yeah, in a way. Well, I mean, and I want more money. I would love to have exponential growth in my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to complain. If I, if I got to have one kind of exponential growth, I'll take it so it comes in the other way. You know what I mean? This is something that I talk to you quite a bit about, but I've never I've never heard you talk about it. There's obviously jobs we could both be doing right now that we'd be making a lot more money. Yes. Doing. Right. Especially like with your with your worth at work ethic. Mm-hmm. You could be making a lot more money mm-hmm. as like Yeah, sure. Or no, you know what you know what you know what's one that I think about all the time? Wall Street guy. Wall Street I guy. I could be Wall Street guy. I'm I'm smart enough. I could have I could have went to school for like finance and then got a job on Wall Street and making like five million dollars a year with like two point five million dollar bonuses and Lamborghinis and shit. I could do that. Yeah, so but you're not going to. No, hell no. Absolutely not. And so so you I would I would say you're probably not as concerned with making money as you are designing. Right. Right. I mean I wanna make money. Don't get me wrong. No, I do too, but if somebody <laughs> If somebody came to me tomorrow and was like, you're going to make, you know, just enough to live mm. doing the exact same thing that you're doing. Yeah. I thought of something Uh, yeah. Cause I've been down that road before where I was just like, I'm broke as shit, you know, but I'm not going to stop designing cause I love it. Yeah. You know, I love what I do. I love the fact if I can, if I could break even, I would still do what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's totally fine. I mean, it, it Honestly, if if I was looking to just make money and that's all I wanted to do, I would probably go and do something like that. I'd probably go be in a hedge fund or something, you know, and be like, yeah. whatever. Because even those guys don't work as much as I work. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's if you if you can do what you love and you can be passionate about something, I think that says a lot more than making a ton of money. Because a lot of people can't be passionate about what they do every day. And you get up yeah. and you work and you die. And that's it. That's it. That's it. It's the end. That's it. And then maybe you find a happy hour or two in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's. But I would say you're generally happy then. I'm no. I'm psyched. I'm. I'm happy. I'm very happy. I got my family. I got my work. I got. I don't need anything else. I'm very happy. You know. It's. It's good to feel like that too, because I feel like it was a struggle to get to this point. Um, But that's what makes me appreciate it a lot more. Is because I know how hard it was to get here. You know. Yeah. I, we've talked about that on our podcast too, which is like, that was also a perception that a lot of people definitely have of you, which is, this has always been your experience in design. Yeah. Is which is what you're doing right now. Man, you know, like it's, it, it, I went through so much shit, just like so much that it's just, it's even, even on, on good days, I'm always still looking over my shoulder, waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, waiting for something bad to happen. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what keeps me on my toes, you know? Yeah. I thought I thought we kind of went over this already, but is Brent talking in a low and slow tone of voice to sound cooler over the air? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people might think that you're trying to sound cooler, but really, what it is is that your mouth is rotting. And that's, <laughs> that's the only speed you could talk at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you man, the glass the jaw falls off. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, last episode was rough, and I think the episode before. For that as well, was probably yeah. That's okay. You you're good now though. You're good. I still feel like there's a few words that I'm kind of saying where I kind of trail off like quietly and slowly. Maybe I think that's just the Canadianness in you. 
Yeah. I think the only <laughs> loud Canadian of all time is Jim Carrey, right? Justin Bieber. Justin, oh God. This, uh, he's, he's Canadian? He's Canadian. Oh, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. I mean, I'm not going to say this to you because I don't want to get shit on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Go- yeah, right. Of course, you always bring up Justin Ryan Gosling. Gosling. You love Ryan Gosling. <laughs> you probably got that like scorpion jacket and like wear it around the house, right? You know what? <laughs> that jacket's cool. That's a yes. All right. No, I, don't, I don't own that jacket, but like, I mean, who doesn't want a jacket with like a scorpion? I mean, yeah, of course. But like, Ryan, it's done now. You can't wear it now because if you, if you got a jacket, dude, I'm telling you right now, there was a guy with a scorpion jacket that would wear it out all the time. No one cared about it. And then that movie came out and everyone's like, oh, scorpion jacket. And now they're just like, oh, you got that because of that movie, right? And he's just like, oh, he doesn't wear that jacket anymore now because it got ruined for him because of Ryan Gosling. I mean, I would say that the like a movie that I really like, Place Beyond the Pines, ruined tattoos for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because of his character has all these tattoos. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of it became like, you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You feel you feel dumb for having tattoos because... I mean, I don't feel dumb for having tattoos. I feel cool. I feel cool, like... I feel like cool, like how people probably feel when they smoke cigarettes <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> like, that's the coolest shit in the world. <laughs> or like even like the 50s. Leather jacket with a cigarette. Like <sighs> that's cool. Or was just everyone doing it? I don't know. But is it so, cool now? No, definitely looking not. Back, no, looking back. Oh, um, cool. yeah. I think it's, I've been looking back on it. It's like, oh man, that's real cool. <laughs> yeah. Like if you could smoke and not get cancer. Yeah. I, would smoke. I mean, I, I still don't think I would smoke, but like it definitely looked cool. And they definitely like when they had like Joe Camel smoking cigarettes on TV and shit. I was a kid. I was definitely like, ah, that camel's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then it, you know, gives you horrible, horrible cancer, so it's not that cool. The last place I worked, I never showed my tattoos. Eh, you know, when I was a kid, um, I used to think, I used to like tattoos, but the only guys I ever saw with tattoos, they were like real jailhouse-looking tattoos, and they were really bad. And then when I had friends that had tattoos, their tattoos were really bad, too. So I started getting into this mode of just like, you know what? I hate tattoos. It's like they're so shitty until like I started like learning more about them and then seeing what good tattoos look like and then kind of like hearing kind of the stories behind them, behind the artists and all that stuff. And then I became obsessed and that was the end of that. So does each one of your tattoos kind of mean something to you? No. Yeah, I would agree. But I actually kind of frustrates me when people like sit there and tell you all about their tattoos and what they mean. Yeah, like I I mean I have a few tattoos that mean stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I have I mean I have a tattoo of my wife and my daughter on me. I have a tattoo with my parents and my brother's initials. I have a tattoo of uh a, this little like logo I designed that's like the letter C in the diamond which me, my dad and my brothers all have. We all have the same one. And I have uh, a Yankees tattoo, obviously. And then I also have um, this like skull spider tattoo uh, for my brother. Because he, uh, 
my, my brother Nick has Down syndrome and he um, got the C tattoo with us, but he also got like, mm-hmm. like a, like a classic, like Sailor Jerry style tattoo. And he was a champ, man. He got like legit. Um, but he, he sat through it like a, like a, like a beast and it was no problem for him. And then he wanted to get more because a lot of people who get tattoos always want more. And then my mom was like, eh, we're going to shut it down now. You don't need to be covered in tattoos. But there was one that he really liked, which was like a skull with like spider legs coming out of it. So I got it. And I was just like, that's for him. So, oh, man, that's cool. yeah. And that's, I think everything else is just kind of, uh, there's stuff that's like kind of meaningful, but it's not like for a purpose. You know, I have one tattoo that's kind of like, um, it's, it's kind of like this like death type character. And it says, um, nine tenths of your life I'll strangle from you. The last tank, the last tenth will make you strong, which I saw, which was an illustration um, by an artist, Dan Trocchio, um, who's done some other tattoos of mine. And I just saw it. I was like, dude, I need that as a tattoo. Cause I just love, I love that sentiment of just being like beaten into the ground and what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type of thing, yeah. you know? So that has meaning to me, but it's not like, yeah. So I would say though, that it sounds like, you have tattoos that mean stuff to you, yeah. but are not like, I don't know. You know, people are like, I got this rose for, and it's like, dude, you got a rose. Yeah. Right. Hundreds of people have a rose. Millions of people have roses. Right, 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 right. Right. So it's like you have tattoos, like all my tattoos mean something to me based on like when I got them or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. Like, but I like, I like that, uh, that tattoo that you got mm. with the same. Yeah, you have to say that. You want me to say it right now? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, you're just saying, like, oh, tattoos with meaning of bullshit. And you're like, but I like yours. <laughs> no, no, I said the one that, the, sorry, ju- specifically, I like the same. That just sounds like a real intern thing to say. <laughs> you're just trying to climb the ladder is what you're doing. No, no, no like, I, I really. <laughs> try to talk yourself out of it. All the other towns. <laughs> try to talk yourself out of it now. You've been caught. It's all right. I understand. You're just, you're just trying to work your way up past my five-year-old daughter. I understand. It's okay. <laughs> you'll get there. Don't worry. You don't have to compliment my tattoos to get there. You'll get, you just work hard and you'll be fine. I don't want to be like, I'll, I'll say to your dad, wait, you got your own desk? <laughs> <laughs> wait, when did she get a desk? She's got a desk. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> she got that shit way before you. Oh, what the fuck? It produces. <laughs> <laughs> he's a closer what are you oh man <laughs> you know what's crazy are you like gonna dj khaled have you seen what he's you know dj khaled uh sounds familiar what is he from he's a he's a producer music producer a music, DJ khaled music is dj his name or he's a dj yeah he's a well his name is dj khaled is he also is, a dj is, though is he like dj yeah, dj I mean, I think uh, I think pre like previous to being a music producer, he probably. I mean, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know what he's done. I'm not in that world. He's produced like tons of stuff. Name one, stuff. like Birdman, Little Wayne, kind of stuff like Birdman, like Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I love how much you you don't give a fuck about. Rap. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Anyways, his 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 son that was just born is like a producer on his album. Oh and no! Like all these things. Wait, the kid was just born and he's producing already. Yeah, he can't, I don't even, think he's like, his, he can't even sit up without his head flopping to the side. Yeah, but I mean, he's a producer yeah, on the for him. on the last album. <laughs> also, though, is that kid gonna grow up to like do anything important? Is he? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably not. 
Yeah. He's just going to be a rich kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, too, though. I, mean, I wish I was a rich kid. That kid's going to be spiked <laughs> when he's in high school. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be like, hey, all you other kids have it really hard because I'm a rich kid and life is easy. <laughs> Check out my new I'm car. A I'm a producer. Yeah. I've been producing for 16 years. Uh, DJ Gums. DJ Gums. Is that is that it? Who, who's DJ? Gums? That's his kid. That's his kid's name. He doesn't even have teeth yet. It's DJ Gums. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking DJ Poopy Pants. <laughs> oh, DJ, DJ Naps a lot. DJ Poopy Pants. DJ Sleep Regression. I could go through. I could Dude. go for hours, man. <laughs> Do you ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yes. Oh, that's what I. Yeah, that's that's a thing already. DJ Poopy Pants, right? No, it was uh, uh, MC MC MCP Pants. MCP Pants. That's what it was. Yeah, meat meat uh, uh, meat wad, right? Is that it? Wasn't meat wad? Wasn't that him? No, MCP Pants was like the spider. Oh, that's right. That's right. But meat wad liked him. Yeah, and he yeah. would like play the song over and over again. That would get stuck in my head, yeah. and I'd be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> and I believe is that all is that all closely related to MF Doom? Yes, I think so. Or Danger Doom or something. Dan- Are they the same person? Uh, no. Uh, shit. I don't know. I know there's a relation there. Well, there was like Danger yeah. Mouse and MF Doom made Danger Doom, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. See, I know a little bit about about that world that's good that's good yeah i like that yeah i mean i had yeah. that i had that i downloaded that album when it came out because i like one song or something and ever since then whenever i get in the car that the first song on that album comes on first before anything and i'm With like meat wide talk yeah, yeah yeah and i'm like that's it i'm I, this is getting deleted <laughs> oh dude i would that's an album that i listened to on repeat it's pretty good for like a week yeah that's a great. Uh, that's a great album. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not much of a rap guy. All right, we're done the speed round. Okay. Wow, that was a fast one. Yeah, that was 44 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> About 10 minutes to 12 minutes of questions. Nice, we're doing good. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't know what this round's called. I feel like so I feel like this round isn't going to be as long as the speed rounds. <laughs> So this should be <laughs> scratch the speed no round. Way. The no speed way. Speed round as is. We'll call this one like the call this one. Uh, I don't know. We'll come back to it. Long question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got one uh, from a friend of the show. Um, I would call him out, but just in case, just in case this question is a little hazy for his current employer, I don't want to, you know, put him. I don't want to throw him under the bus. So. He says, uh, hello again, John, an intern. He doesn't even mention your name in this one. And you got a lowercase i, an intern. You don't even get a, like uppercase i. Um, I considered writing a lengthy email on the subject of Jurassic Park and why it's one of the best movies ever made and how embarrassed I felt for Brett. He's a Brett, B-R-E-T-T. Talk about your brother. <laughs> uh, in the manner in which he publicly beclowned himself over the internet radio waves, but thought of a more important question for you. So just... Right off the bat, this Jurassic Park thing is a problem. I think I'm really, I'm really, um, I'm really happy to see the world come out in droves against you and your <laughs> anti-Jurassic Park agenda. <laughs> you know what? Twenty years, they're going to be saying he was right. Brent, <laughs> Brent was right. He was right when the world is ending. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so his question is. 
if someone were, go- were going to start their own design studio agency, what should be their goals for the first three to four months to set themselves up for future success? Now, this is a hard question to answer um, because there are so many different ways to do this. Now, a lot of people who go out on their own and start their own studio or agency are currently working at another studio or agency. And when they leave, um, they tell people that they leave and some clients follow them and some, some studios or agencies help them out by, you know, subcontracting jobs to them. So there's a lot of people who do this in a lot of different ways to help get the business going. Um, in the first three to four months, I mean, I, I personally, if you have a job already, I would not just leave cold turkey unless you have business set up first. Because I've been there before with like, hey, I'm going to start a business. Okay, business has started. Now what? Well, now I need business. You know what I mean? Like, get some business going first. Like, if you are working somewhere, you got a nine to five or whatever, launch that business like you're going full time. And don't let anybody know that you're not full time. You know, if you're not, if you're answering emails at eight o'clock at night, people are just going to be like, wow, man, this person's really working hard. They burn the midnight oil, you know, like they don't need to know that you got home from work an hour and a half ago and you're answering emails over dinner, you know? So I think that is the number one thing to do. Start, start the business first, get it out there, let people know what's going on, let people know that you're accepting new business, whatever. Um, that's the first thing. So that is before the three to four month thing actually even starts. Um, I think once you get that going, once you get like a look and a feel for what your business is, once you get some, some work in there and you start going the first three to four months, what you want to do is maybe get us, maybe get some of the newer projects out there. Cause I imagine that someone who wants to start a studio or an agency is at least freelancing on the side, you know? So you will have projects to be able to share, but once you kind of say, okay, this is a studio agency type of thing, if you're working with other people, whatever, within those first three to four months, I think what you want to try and get is a couple of those couple of those projects out there, like some of the ones that are your first real clients. Get them out there, treat them as maybe case studies, you know, get get a little bit into the public eye so that people understand what you do as a business. Um, I think that's the the main goal is to really show the elevation of where you were where and where you are and where you want to be, you know? So I think within that time period, it's like really start kind of building that, um, the, the, uh, the awareness for what you're doing. So if you can at least kick off the awareness and like people will start to, you know, even if people know you from a personal perspective, start sharing that information that you are, a different type of business now. Because one thing that I've learned the hard way too is that no one knows what you do unless you tell them what you do. And no one knows that you want to do work unless you tell them you want to do work. People will say, hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you do that? Can you do this? But that is actually a rarity. I think what happens is, is you have to put it out there that this is what I do. This is what we do. And then when people see that, then they'll start coming to you. A lot of people are not going to come to you cold turkey. So you really got to start, you got to use those early months to really get it out there 
that this is what we're doing. This is how we want to be viewed. This is what we, the type of work we want to be doing and just start kicking that into gear. And within those first few months, I think you want to start seeing a little bit of a return on that, you know, where people um, are understanding what this new business is and will want to, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, buy your services. So um, I think that is a good place to start. Um, in terms of being set up for future success, I think those months are a good time for you to start figuring out all the kinks, the, you know, figuring out your invoicing, uh, your, you know, wh- however you want to handle your books, whatever the billing system is, figure out your um, file system. How do you want to store file? How do you want to store projects like files? Like, like we use Dropbox and we have a business Dropbox plan. So everything is, you know, in the cloud. We used to use external hard drives and shit like that. Um, but I had too many meltdowns over lost files and busted drives and all that kind of stuff. So now we do everything in the cloud and we have it like multiple backups and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, start setting all those things up too. figuring out maybe the proper way that you want to start, um, organizing jobs. I think a lot of the behind the scenes type of shit is, is what you want to get doing to sit. Cause, cause once that's locked in the creative part is the easy part for people like us, you know, it's the other stuff. It's the business stuff. If you can get the business stuff figured out, you know, the business, the organization, um, if you can get that all figured out in the first couple months, then that structure is there and it's just, it's just only going to be there to help you from, from that point on. So if you can get that done, you're set up. And I think that's a really important thing that some people might forget. And the, the funny thing about is about that is I tend to find that organizational type stuff, like really fun and relaxing to do, you know? So if you could just take some time and just be like, this is something I just want to do, you know, just let me get this all set up. Let me get let me get everything in, 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 in its rightful place. Um, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice, you know, kick in the ass to start getting everything. Cause you'll see, you know, once you get like your file system set up, you'll see there'll be like three folders of jobs. You're like, shit, I should have like a hundred more of these, you know? So um, once all that's set up, you're going to want to start sending out your invoices because you're going to set up your invoice system and put your logo on it and all that shit. And you'll be like, I want to see this start working. I want to see my my folders of my my job folders start piling up, um, and just I think those are the basics, you know, the the business side of things. I think that's where you start, and once that's done, you're good. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that like three times. Mm. Those jam, man, lots of great, a lot of uh, shit, yeah, yeah, a lot of great shit, <laughs> a lot of like important things, and then like I mean, even for me, right? Like like I know this was his question, but I think most of the people probably listening to this are in a similar situation of like wanting to do this. Yeah. I mean, what you want is uh, whenever you set anything up, you want to set up the infrastructure so that Mm -hmm. when it does start to grow, it doesn't break right away. You know, because I, I, I did that when I was younger too. I was just like, let me just work. And then you try to invoice and you're like, I don't have an invoicing system. You know, so you like make up a PDF invoice and you send it and you're like, okay, cool. Where do I save that? Where are my, where are all my invoices? Once you start getting bigger and better and and having more projects, where's I, how do I find all this shit now? You know, how do I cross? So then how do you, <laughs> yeah. How do you bookkeep? 
Yeah. How do you do your books? Well, I have an accountant. Mm-hmm. So there's an accountant for the studio that handles all that shit, which makes life uh, a lot easier. Um, but in terms of just kind of like the basics, we have um, we use uh, Hivage for invoicing and maintaining like bills and shit like that. Um, H-I-V-E-A-G-E. Um, they're not a sponsor. Maybe they will be in the future, but I really genuinely like it. Um, I like it better than Harvest and FreshBooks and all those things. Um, I've tried them all and I, I never really liked them too much. This, this, this one does it, it does a pretty good job of it. I, and I like it and they're very, uh, good about adding new things and they're responsive when it comes to help and shit like that. Um, so you can keep track of your bills on there. You can also, you know, set up your invoices however you want, which is really nice. You get like a profits loss kind of report at the end. Does it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I never look. <laughs> That's not my job. So I don't look. I try yeah, to do certain yeah. things at this point of the game where I'm just like, ah, whatever. If it's a problem, they'll let me know. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> I'm with FreshBooks and I do find it really frustrating that I got an ugly ass invoice. Yes, it is annoying. That's what bothered me yeah. about FreshBooks was how ugly it was. Yeah, I find myself actually sending somebody an invoice and then faking an invoice in FreshBooks yeah. that the client never sees. Yep. I actually, when I was trying to, when I was switching um, from one of my old software, I was looking at FreshBooks and I was like, ah, you guys kind of got like a good setup here, but it's like not attractive looking at all. And I remember like one of the, I don't know if it was like the head of the company or whatever, was just like, ah, we're not really interested in fixing that right now. And I was like, ah, that's weird. I feel like the look of your product is important, like just as important as the functionality, you know, for that type of thing. And then I guess they eventually rebranded it or redesigned it or whatever. But it, that that kind still of still garbage. Though. Yeah, it is right. I, it turned me off. <laughs> but Hivage is really nice. I, I like it. Hivage. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Can you peel back the curtains on Contino Studio? Who are the other studio members, and what are their roles? What exactly does an apprentice do in the Contino Studio? Does anyone work remotely? Give us an idea of what makes this thing tick. Thanks, guys. That's a great question. So, um, so in the studio here, our main people um, is me. Obviously, um, we have Ben and Eric, who are the account managers. Um, we have my wife Erin, who came on officially last year. Um, and what she does is she does. She's kind of she's kind of like the senior art director, but she also does a lot of the interior stuff when we do interior stuff. Um, but she she's very important when it comes to uh, any kind of big project that really needs critical thinking. Um, you know, like my brain burns out pretty quickly these days, so I'm just like I I just kind of like let her run with it, and then. She'll come back with plenty of ideas and stuff. Then we talk it out and we figure out where certain things should be and how they should look. And um, she's really great about thinking 10 steps ahead of everybody else. So she's been really important to that. And then we have um, we have a couple of new members of the studio too. Um, we have uh, Rebecca who does business development. And we have Colleen who's been doing um, management for, for events um, new and and some of like the new clients and things like that. So she helps maintain the the chaos that comes in here. And then of course we have Brent the intern, um, who is basically the slave. 
Um, apprentice is a good word for it too, because you are like yeah. a tattoo apprentice. You get abused. You get used and abused. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we, yeah. we, we <laughs> there's like any time that there's like shit that needs to get done, I'm like, Brent! <laughs> you know what though? Like I think me and you both appreciate that. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And then, and then on top of that, we have, um, we have our extended family, which we work with. Um, we have a couple of video guys, a couple of photographers, uh, a couple of web guys, um, uh, product designer, and um, who am I missing? I think that's it. So we have, the, so, so, so they don't work directly for us. But they are our like preferred vendors for things. And as we do projects that maybe are a little bit more extended, they are like our key guys that we use. You know, so it's just like these these are the this is the team that we work with for this. So they also are able so the idea is that what I what I've been calling this is an elastic agency. Did we talk about this? No. No, we didn't. Okay. So um it's it's not a model that doesn't exist already, but it's one that I felt like I really wanted to put a name to. So I've been calling it an elastic agency because I like to be able to, and this is something we've been doing for years now, but like scale the team on a per project basis. So, you know, when we worked with the Buccaneers, we extended into a photo crew and a video crew and all this stuff. And then when we work with some smaller clients, it's just like, we only need a couple of us or sometimes it's just me. Like sometimes we only just need me. Um, so being able to, to have that and to have trustworthy um, team members that can come and go as needed has been really helpful. It also helps to keep the cost down for the client, but keep everyone else being paid, you know, as much or sometimes more than they're worth. You know, not that they're not worth more, but like more than they, normally would charge. So sometimes we, you know, if we have a nice big client, they're coming from a big agency and they're coming to us, we're able to give them a cut in price, but we're still making as much or sometimes even more than we would because we're able to save them all that, but we have people working in a much different way. So like say for instance, like Brent and me and, you know, maybe one of the web guys or even the photo guys or something like we'll be working throughout the night, you know? So even though like, you know, normally like the rate would be X, we can charge Y because we can put more effort into it. And we have the ability to kind of give ourselves that, that room to say, um, you know, a lot of times as a freelancer too, like you get stuck charging a certain way because there's a limit to your budget or a limit to your time or whatever, but being able to go out and um, build jobs as an agency gives us a little bit more breathing room. So, so I can give everybody on the team a little bit extra so they don't have to stress as much and they can put a little bit more into it without having to worry so much about time and without having to worry so much about like feeling like they're being squeezed or anything like that. So being able to, um, you know, be organic with the way that the agency works allows us to have a lot more freedom and a lot more ability to, to produce the highest quality without having kind of like the lower cogs of what a regular agency has. So it's not just like 20 junior designers, like slaving over yeah. some bullshit that, 
you know, at the end of the day, like a, a like a senior art director or a creative director has to present that maybe they don't even like too much, you know. So we're able to keep the quality really, really high, charge clients a lot less, but still keep everyone very happy with how they're being compensated and the, the way that they spend their time. So that's been kind of like um, the way that this has been going for the past couple of years. And it's been really nice too, because it, it, it allows everyone to be on their own schedule and uh, almost everyone is remote. So I like everyone to work from their own comfort studios. Even like Brent is out in Canada. Like there's no way he's, he's not commuting here, but you know, everyone stays in touch um, through like whatever, whatever form of communication that they prefer. I tried the Slack thing, but some of us don't like Slack. Others do like Slack. You know, some people like Skype. Others don't like Skype. Some of us text, you know, like whatever, whatever works for everybody else um, is fine. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's one thing. I, I don't know that, that, that whole thing. Like I know a lot of teams live and die by that, but I think it's been more of a distraction than anything else from what I understand from other people. Um, so we don't really have that much. We're just like communicating. We do a lot of video meetings and stuff like that. Everything is on video for the most part. So we all feel like we're in the same room anyway. Um, and besides that, you know, we just operate like a standard studio or agency would um, just with the ability to grow or shrink at will. So that's kind of, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the idea behind the elastic agency um, concept. And it's been working out great so far, you know, like we've been able to do um, like Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We did shit. How many people? There was a core, there was a core team of four um, that was kind of like design strategy, marketing um, and and like uh, industrial design for some of the, some of the bigger things. Um, And then we had our video team, which was like another four or five, um, the photographer, the photographer's assistant, the, uh, a couple other people that helped out with the lights and the placement and all that stuff. So it ended up being a pretty decent sized team. And then we also worked directly with the, um, the in-house team for the bucks too. So we did this entire project with shit, like 30 people maybe, you know, and that's the same thing that you would get if you were working with an agency, but the great thing was, is that it was 30 people who were on top of their game. Like there was no, there was no like lower level people doing anything. Like we had everybody firing on all cylinders. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if I was running a traditional model. Um, so that's been nice. We've also been doing some branding and font design for the Chicago White Sox. And that's been cool because it's just been two of us, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's been it, it, to be able to scale like that and still keep the quality exactly where we want it to be has been probably my favorite thing of this model. And I have seen the regular agency model kind of dip out in the past few years and seem like it's losing steam. And a lot of people have said to me that that old model is kind of on its way out, which makes me feel good because I think it's kind of unnecessary. You know, it's nice to have a big office with a hundred people in it and blah, 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 whatever. But this way is nice because everyone's kind of doing their own thing. You work as long as you're getting the job done when it needs to be done. Everyone lives a lot like a like a much more stress free lifestyle this way, um, and it's it's been really nice. And I think a lot of I think everyone that we work with appreciates it. Um, so it's 
it's uh it's been a, it's been a good experiment so far we'll see if it if it continues but um so far so good and you know hopefully uh hopefully it, hopefully it continues to be good <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> got a lot to add to that. I mean, from what I've, from the the little bit that I've been involved, it's been cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be able to just be kind of like doing your own thing, do it when you want. It is you know? honestly, yeah, yeah. I would say that's maybe like the the weirdest thing is when I've done like very little amount of work for you, but it's been like pretty like you wonder if you're even doing work almost because mm-hmm. it's like you kind of just like you do it and it's like oh that's done yeah in a, in a weird way yeah yeah it's just like it doesn't have to be as stressful as everyone else makes it to be you know we still got deadlines we still have budgets we still have clients mm-hmm. you know it's no different but i mean i'm not barking at anybody you know everyone's doing their job the way that they're supposed to be doing it and there's, you know, everyone, everyone wants to succeed. And I feel like that, that smaller amount of independence that everyone has allows people to, to push more to their strengths and to push more in the way that they want to see things succeed than just being like a, like a piece of a bigger machine, you know? So I feel like everyone gets everyone. I'm getting the best out of everybody that way. It's weird. Once it's done, like I, I completely forgot. Mm. Mm-hmm. A little, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah. and I didn't think that it would be like that, but I definitely, once it's done, it's kind of you forget. But I think it. the magic kind of comes out of it once you get into it, right? Like yeah. you just like you you look at something, you're like, oh my god, I wonder how that ticks. And then if you get on the inside, you're just like, oh, like this, okay? Because it's the same as everything else; it's all the same shit. Yeah, you do the is. job, the job is. is over. You do another job, that job ends. You do the next job, that job ends. It's just work, you know. Oh man! All right, so listen. I got some events I want to tell you people about. Um, so as you know, Brand by Hand, my book on Abrams is coming out October 23rd. Hopefully you went to Amazon to pre-order it or go to contino.book.com to check out where it's for sale. Um, of course, we're going to have some extra stuff on there the week of the 23rd. Um, but we got some events. Okay, so on, uh, on October 25th, I'm going to be doing an event um, at the Parsons New School in Manhattan. Um, uh, for the AIGA, and uh, it's going to be moderated by Julia Rothman, who's an awesome illustrator. Um, I check her out if you haven't yet. Um, she's got some really cool books, and her illustration work is awesome. So check her out. Um, and that, like I said, is in Manhattan. The next one that we have locally um, is at Wooden Sleepers, which is, of course, um, one of our clients, and also a super cool uh, vintage store in Red Hook, Brooklyn. And that's on Thursday, November first. Um, so check that one out. Um, and then we also have coming up in Charlotte, North Carolina on November 15th, another AIGA event, um, for brand by hand. So these are all, we're going to have books at all of these, uh, we're going to do signings, Q and A's, uh, whatever. So they should be pretty fun. Um, so keep an eye on that. I'll be posting them on, you know, all of the social media channels and shit like that. So, um, Keep an eye on that. And I think on nosecast.com, we could put some links up to those things also. So if you want to go find some of that, we'll have the links up there too. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, oh, yeah. 
subscribe. We talked about it a little bit already, but you got to subscribe. Get get on that iTunes subscription, get the Spotify subscription, whatever you use, and then please rate and review. And someone mentioned to me, uh, who was it, Mike Shy, who left the um, the funny review that we talked about last time. And he was like, yo, when people have funny reviews, you should give them a free book. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a cool idea. Maybe we'll think about doing something like that. And and he's like, what about my review? And I was like, you can't retroactively try and get something that you just threw out there. <laughs> but uh, I, I was thinking like we got like these little nose pins or something. Maybe maybe for like a like a good review, one of the reviews that we like the best, we'll read it on the air. And uh, if we like it a lot, we'll send you we'll send you out a little nose pin. And they're not I mean, they're not little. It's like an inch and a half enamel pin. They're pretty sick, actually. Um, but let's do that. Get a rate and review, and uh, for the best ones, we'll send out some some nose pins. Get some uh, get some action going on these things, and have people represent. Um, we also have Contino Studio is on Instagram, so at Contino Studio, get all the lowdown on what's going on, Contino projects and case studies and shit like that. And if you have questions um, or comments, please go to nosecast.com and submit from there. Like I said, we've been getting some really awesome ones, and we got a ton lined up. Um, so thank you guys for submitting, and uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving, everyone. Stay up! A frozen break that paralyzes the truth! Wrapped into the sauce, I'm freaking through!